Welcome back. This is take 76 or day 80 of quarantine. <laughs> um, wow, we have a nice take for all you sweets today. Very, very excited to talk about a sweet movie, a sour movie, and also a spoiled movie. We'll get to those, and I want Keeks to announce those um, as we progress in the, throughout this podcast. And then we're going to be talking about movies that are going on demand. I mean, the theaters are shut down, so people are trying to pump out their movies and watch them on demand. We actually talked about this last week, and we'll talk about the pricing of a lot of these movies. And then to wrap everything up, as you all know, on our Instagram, we've been having an absolute blast with this. It is Sweet 16 for the Sweet Film Talk, March Movie Madness, and we're going to be talking about some really close calls. We're going to give you our predictions of who makes it out of the Sweet 16, and gosh, we, we love that everybody took the time to vote, and it was a blast. Keeks and I had a great time. And Keeks, how's it going over there? How you doing in Arkansas? Oh my gosh, I am, I, what day is it? Help me know what day it is. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I I started working from home Tuesday morning. Like I got into work and my boss took me and my coworker and was like, all right, you can take your desktops home and you can work. And I thought, oh, that'll be nice. Like I've got a counter. I've got a bar stool. I can at least do something. Dude, the need for a good ch- like desk like a desk chair is a must if you're working from home. My my legs are chafed from sitting on this metal chair all day for the last three and a half days, four days. Ooh. It has been rough, dude. And it's just not comfy. There's no support. So Becky got new bar stools, so hopefully they help, but I I, I don't know, dude. Are are you are are you coughing? Are you maintaining your social distance? I feel great. I, I'm maintaining a lot of social distance. I'm trying. Yeah. Okay. Been, been playing pickle. We played. I played pickleball twice this, uh, last week with Kennedy. It was great. Had Ooh, some friends, gosh. but it was social distancing. You know, six feet. Okay. Were there were there more or less than ten of you? Don't worry about it, okay. <laughs> <laughs> officer. This one right here, please. No, there was less. Well, what's interesting is like you're outside. You know what I mean? There's no square footage. Like a health official. I just feel like a health official can't just come in like outside. I don't know. It's it's just really. It's just disconcerting what's going on out there, and I think it's important that people, are, you know, are aware, and um, you know, just try try to do their best. You so, know, we're all doing our best. We had to safe. go change our tires, um, and so we live we live in a pretty like populated area. So we got a Popeyes across the street. We got a Walmart basically Oof. across the street, and Jersey Mike's around the corner. Which this kind of leads me into a tangent for you. Perfect. Jersey I'm Mike's ready. for me is Chick Fil A tier quality fast food good sit down meal food sandwich club oh. sub fantastic stop that it's, that's my that's my order every time yep club Mike's sub. way light juices stop please get out of my head right now. <laughs> I, <laughs> and love, I actually i love the club I, sub i actually tried the the philly cheesesteak and it was really good would you just please that's becky's order i think i think the Can, philly cheesesteak is very underrated i was will you move in really surprised will you and kennedy because, move in please what's up we can just all share the same sandwiches i love it i love it yeah i <laughs> i think jersey, so- Mi- <laughs> jersey mike's is good it's because so good. I, I visited my brother in philadelphia and i had uh josh reynolds another shout out okay. he told me to go i think to tony mike's to get their cheesesteaks and it was phenomenal i mean okay. it's just authentic Ooh. but 
Is it Tony Mike's? I might be just butchering that so name. So which it's of the mics do you prefer? It's Jersey's or Tony. Tony's? Tony's Tony's is just it's in Philadelphia. It's the vibes. Everybody's in Philadelphia gear. But Jersey Mike's, <laughs> their Philly cheesesteak is good. So, so when you say Philadelphia gear, just like uh sweat suits. So just yeah, sweat gray suits, sweats eagles, and gray sweaters. 76ers everywhere. Converse running up yeah. to the Capitol every morning. <laughs> Shout out, shout out, shout out Invincible and Rocky, baby, which we'll we'll get into. Um, Okay, so to bring back what I was saying before we talked about Jersey Mike's, it was pouring rain, so we had to drop our car off, and it just started flooding us as we were walking back to our apartment, like had a half a mile walk. It was rough. Um, It was drenched uh, overall, though. It's not been a horrible week. Good. Yeah, a lot of movies. yeah, it's been a pretty good week overall. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, staying close to the to the news and also, gosh, just kind of what's happening in the world. So a lot yeah. of a lot of new transitions. A lot of you know, I'm working from home. It's interesting, and because um, I work at a junior high, so no students. <laughs> just <laughs> weird. Tumble and I do bas- and I would do basketball training, and we're having to just limit numbers, and we're sanitizing everything. Like after each use with our equipment, just my hands. My hands are drier than Sahara with Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> that movie is also very dry. Gosh. <laughs> you know what I've noticed, though? A, a, like, something I've never realized is how soothing it is to wash your hands. Oh, Just yeah. that 20 apply, seconds. And, I love it. And apply lotion after? Big time. Oh, all right. I'm applying a Game little changer. lotion. Okay. <laughs> keep them smooth. Keep them nice. Might have to move um, up the Lubriderm right. next, to, next to my soap so I can make Kidding sure me? I got that on deck. Um, so... Let's talk about some movies that are on demand because we knew we were going to see this eventually. And the price for all these movies is about $20, correct? They listen to us. Yeah. I mean, I, I think $20 is talk- a fair I think $20 is a fair price because normally when you go watch a movie, you're watching it with somebody else, your spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, a friend, anything like that. Yeah. So I think I think $20 is fair. Yeah, I agree. Normal people who aren't us who are just like, I need to blow off steam. Let's go to the movies. Yeah, and you just head in by yourself sometimes. I'm married. I, mean, I still I paid, do it. I, I paid 17 bucks for a silent voice, so what's three more dollars <laughs> to sit on the young couch? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. If we have the Oscars right now, does the gentleman just sweep all the awards? Oh, best yeah. Picture? Gentleman's the best movie. Keeks, I'm sorry, but Bloodshot might be the last movie you've seen in theaters. <laughs> I'm so sad if that's. I'm seriously. I'm thinking about it. Oh my, my gosh! Mine was the way back, and then right before that, onward. Which I'm fine. I'm okay. fine. If I go out like that, dude. You, you know, actually, speaking of the way back, this week on March 24th. So I think what is that Tuesday? Is that a Tuesday? That's like when normal. That is a Tuesday. Yep. Yeah, Tuesday. Um, Birds of Prey will be on demand. Bloodshot, Just Mercy, The Way Back, and The Gentleman will all be on demand. And if you have, and, and then just recently, Emma and the Invisible Man, The Hunt, just went on the went on demand. Yeah, true. I think my mom actually paid and watched Emma the other day. Shouts out oh, my mom. Did, she likes when I shout did, her out. Is it here. Dana? Did she like it? Oh, yeah. She loved it. Sounded like it, at least. <laughs> um, no, and if you have not seen The Gentleman, take the time, pay for that movie, watch it. Great, great watch. It's, my, it's probably my favorite movie of the year thus far. Yeah, no, it's in uh, theaters. It that is my favorite release. of yeah exactly of the theatrical releases this year. Portrait of a Lady she, on Fire for me is number one, but she, I think Onward's right right after the Gentleman for me. 
What is Do you it? believe that? It's between that or Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, so it, just tight tight races. Um, okay, so are we ready to talk about our triple header? Yeah, sheesh. We had it up to you guys this Tuesday. We gave out a poll where you guys could throw out movies that you guys wanted us to watch for sweet, sour, and spoiled. So for the sweet movie that we are talking about today, it is possibly the most underrated Chris Nolan movie of all of his filmography, Interstellar. And our sour choice from you guys was Steven Spielberg, mediocre one, ready player one. And then, so for the, for the spoiled movie, we got a lot of suggestions from you guys from um, grownups. We got in the name of the King, uh, you a bowl classic. But we realized that we've talked a lot about a specific spoiled movie, and we thought, let's freaking review it. And that is the, the M. Night Shyamalan classic, The Last Airbender. And man, revisiting that, it's been a very sore subject because the cartoon is almost perfect. It's like top oh. 10 all-time series of anything. Oh man, this movie is bad. Spoiled, spoiled, spoiled. <sighs> Are we are we starting off with the last Airbender? Oh no, we're Can saving we that, that for last because I think we have are the we most for to last? say about that. Okay, let's start okay. with Interstellar. The, the let's sweetest start with movie. Inter- oh man. Okay. Directed First by Chris for- Nolan, written by him out. and Jonathan Nolan. <clears throat> so I have a fun fact for everybody about Interstellar. Ooh, sweet movie morsel. Well, kind of in the life of TC, sweet movie morsel. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. My thing with Interstellar, I remember I saw like opening night, 2014. It came out in November, I believe. And I liked this movie initially. When I first saw it, I was like, whoa, like, okay, that was that was nuts. That was a long movie. Like, I thought it was going to end like three times. And it just kept going and going. Um, I walked out of the theater initially being like, that was a really good movie. Um, I liked it. I don't know if I would see it again. And then next year, another movie came out called The Martian. And I really liked The Martian. Initially, I liked The Martian more than Interstellar. Oh. Um, upon, you know, the first first viewing. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, gosh, I got to go back and revisit Interstellar. I rewatched Interstellar uh, a few years ago. And this movie has aged like fine wine. It gets better after each watch. And then just last year, a year ago, I rewatched it again for the third time. And I liked it even more. Yes, like My this face. movie. We, we we talked about movie fatigue last last week. Mm-hmm. This is movie physicality. <laughs> <laughs> it's better movie endurance, baby. Yeah, it really does. So I love Interstellar. I would go to say that this is this is might be in my top five favorite movie of all time. I love the aspect of adventure, but not only that, the villain of this movie is time. Like the antagonist oh, is time. Yeah, okay. And I love that, you know, the protagonist essentially kind of cliche to say is love. Like I love the I love the relationship that Murph has with his dad. Murph. And it, it's just such a good watch. And the story is so cool. It's so interesting. And I love just the time aspect and holy heart wrenching when they're on that water planet and he comes back. And it's been, how many years was it? 23 or something like that? Yeah, something like that. And that scene where Matthew McConaughey is just in the chair looking at oh, the videos. Oh, gosh. Ooh. 
So I love Interstellar. Anyway, that's my rant. That's my little sweet movie morsel about how I initially liked it. But sweet I liked movie the moment. More. Yeah, this was a sweet movie moment for sure. Wow. All right, Keeks, you heard take it, here it first. away. Um, Interstellar. So here's the thing. Here's a, you know, so you talked about The Martian. And I think for normal movie-going audiences, The Martian is more suited for them. Sure. Because it's pretty easy to digest. And You're it's a funny it. movie. The yeah, Martian exactly. is a funny movie. There's some... It, perfect. That's perfect because compli- it combines some humor. It combines adventure and like the kind of thrills interstellar is such like an introspective movie i feel and the score by Hans zimmer all he was given from chris nolan was one page of get rid of the bass get rid of the drums make it different i think this is the best score in a chris nolan film i I love the organs in it i love everything about the interstellar score absolutely phenomenal it's amazing how this builds such suspense when it goes, you know what I mean? Dude, when there's the moment moments. between like, um, there are, there are a few moments like when Murph is on the farm and then when you've got, uh, Oh, Cooper is out with Dr. Man on the planet and you've got all of this tension building. You're like, Oh my gosh, what's going to happen? But it's nothing spectacular. It's just these moments that people are in that all build you know, to the to the climax of each individual moment. And I'd say it also feels like Chris Nolan's most ambitious script ever. It's because originally Steven Spielberg was going to direct it and he had Chris Nolan write the script. But in 2012, oh. Chris uh, Steven Spielberg left. And so Chris Nolan and Jonathan Nolan, Chris took some specs of a Jonathan Nolan script that he was writing to create Interstellar. And it is... It's really great. Do you have a grade? Oh, this is an A plus. This is an absolute sweet. Oh, okay. I like I said, this might be my fifth favorite movie of all time. You mentioned that on I, the take I, I, with um, Stefan and Nick. Yeah, and I think, I think <laughs> this movie is so good. It, it really, I've. I would give it the only reason why I'm giving it an A minus is because I put myself in the I put myself in the you know, it just in the seat of your average moviegoer. And there's so much and it's not unnecessary exposition because you do have to explain a lot of things going on. But something interesting about the script is it was like basically the script notes were given by a physicist of do- named Dr. Kip Thorne, and he laid down two guidelines, which was nothing would vol- violate established physics laws and that all the wild speculations would spring from science and not from the creative mind of the screenwriter. So Ooh. I think those two things keep Ooh. the movie grounded. Yeah, it's just yeah. a little hard. I I really had I was like, oh, gosh, what's going on? What are they talking about? And. You can pick up on it, but it's a little difficult. That's why I give it an A minus. Doesn't quite reach that fluidity of maybe like an Inception okay. or what? Know, Dark. Knight. What's your take on the ending of how Cooper was the ghost? Did you like that? Did yeah, you feel I like that. that was a little bit of a, it, did you feel like that was a little bit of like a Deus Ex Machina? Oh, explain that for the people. I don't even really explain uh, unless. <laughs> are you just throwing it out? Or are you like no, that's that's a real holes? thing. A Deus Ex okay. Machina is basically when. Um, there's something in the plot that seems unsolvable and then just something out of thin air out of the blue comes and just makes Sol- solves all problems. I did not know that. 
I love that you've explained that. There there you go, everyone. There's your sweet movie morsel, Deus Ex Machina. Uh, you see it like all the time in, in movies. How yeah. it's just like, wow, it's just such a tight bind. How are these heroes going to get out? And then all of a sudden, just Iron Man snaps his fingers. Just kidding. That's not a Deus Ex Machina. <laughs> oh, that no. is actually that's 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 actually in the script. But no, like you see it in movies all the time, where you're like, how are they going to get out? And then just something out of thin air happens. You're like, oh, it does okay. feel very specific. It's like, why would he just go to that bookcase? But it doesn't bother me. It's not one of those things that. You know, it, it's just it, it doesn't it doesn't totally bother me. So, no, I, I think it's fine. I think some people might take, you know, problems with it. I think this is one of the better Chris Nolan movies. It's not my favorite for me. This is like a um, she's what is it called? A Dunkirk, like right on a Dunkirk level. Well, still really great. Doesn't push it up to like maybe a memento or um, what's it called? Dark Knight. And my okay. the Dark Knight is my second favorite movie of all time. Oh, Memento. All right, folks, watch that movie if you have not seen Memento. That is is great. So what would you say, The Martian or Interstellar? I know they're really okay. Good. good. Yeah, I think I think Interstellar gives you a lot more. They're totally different, but obviously they're the most recent kind of space movies. Yeah. And they both never mind. I was going to say they both have someone in it. But for those who haven't seen Interstellar, that'll be a surprise for you. Yeah, exactly. Because I didn't see this till a few years after I was on my mission in Chile when, you know, when it came yeah. out. We're, uh, we're so moving on to one that I think you like a lot, from I, what I understand. Yes. Talk to us about this one, about our sour right, movie. So this is the sour one. This is Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. And I I totally agree. I think this is a very sour movie. This is pretty, de- you know, yes. polarizing. Yes. And now, I will say this. I saw this with my older brother, Trent and has you know a lot of callbacks to the 70s 80s um has some of the 80s musics intertwined throughout the throughout the movie and obviously it's based on the book i've never read the book i know a lot of people didn't like this movie because it diverted from the book Mm -hmm. however overall this movie i actually really enjoyed i've seen it twice oh uh, okay i've seen it once in theaters and i also i watched it uh just several months after uh it was released in theaters so it's it's been like a year since I have not seen it recently, but I still remember the feelings that I felt <laughs> and the good <laughs> okay. times. Um, but no, I actually like this movie. Like I said, it, it's I could see it being very sour. I can see people not liking this, and it's one of those watches where you can you can kind of just fall asleep to it. I think it's a fun adventure movie. Now, it's, if you are a gamer, if you like to play video games, I think that also adds a little bit to liking this movie. It has a lot of cameos from certain characters in the video video game realm. Has Master Chief, a bunch of Spartans running. I was hyped, almost stood up. Oh, yeah. Started playing the Halo theme song, baby. And, um, yeah, I, I feel like this is a a good movie, especially for like, you know, teenagers, maybe if you were born and raised, well, born in the seventies, kind of had your childhood in the seventies, eighties, I think you can enjoy this movie. Uh, but if you pick it apart, you can definitely pick it apart. This is your 13 year old cousin's favorite movie right now. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) It's got like everything he wants or she wants. Yeah. So for me, I'm going to give, I'm going to give ready player one. I'm going to, I think I'm going to give it a B plus. Oh, I'm gonna give it a gosh. B plus. I'm gonna give it a sweet grading. Okay. Uh, I I enjoyed this movie. There are there are some very cheesy parts, very corny. Mm-hmm. Um, but after watching The Shining several months ago, 
it has a great shining scene that I like totally understand now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's, okay. Oh gosh. You so know, that's that, that's my take on Ready Player One, and I do I do like the message behind it as well. And sheesh, we are we are coming to VR pretty soon. Maybe this quarantine goes on anymore. We're we're gonna be living VR lives, baby. We're gonna start having the Oasis brought to you in part by the Sweet Film Talk Gaming Productions. Yeah, seriously. That's you know this movie for me feels like um, uh, inside joke. The movie. It's like if you're not really. If you don't know much about video games, if you're not really into pop culture, then you're just going to yeah. kind of sit there. Like, like if my, you know, I, like if my parents were to go, they'd be like, what is that? And I'd have to lean over and be like, oh, that's yeah. from this game. They're like, oh, for I don't, sure. you know, if you don't really understand the references, it's not really going to do much for you. Um, especially the aspects of the movie that aren't the like effects driven. I found myself just being like, okay, let's get back to, you know, the adventure in the Oasis. Like, yeah, I, I'm yeah. not, I'm not but- loving just be, and it's not anything in particular. I just I don't love um, the villain. What I I forgot the ben guy Mendelssohn. Ben Mendelssohn's villain. I think he's fine. I think it's very I much lo- of like I a corporate villain. Yeah, Ben Mendelssohn. He's a good actor. I think he's, he is. He's a he plays a great choice. menacing role. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It just it doesn't totally do it for me. I do love the stuff in the Oasis though. I think the stuff in the Oasis really picks it up for me. It's like a B plus. I think the effects are really cool. I don't know much about visual effects. So like for me, if it looks good, then <laughs> I just think it looks good. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not super picky. So uh, on my end, I, I'd give it probably a B minus B. Um, I still think it's. I mean, overall. I think Becky enjoyed it, actually. And she doesn't know anything about video games, but she gets some of the pop culture references. Um, So I'd say it's right there between sour and sweet. Now, for you, TC, if you could design your own avatar and base it off of a fictional character, who would you be? I'd probably be a young Gandalf. (laughs) Young and Oh, you could keep the beard. Oh, yeah, 100%. I'd probably do a wizard. Okay. And, you know, with some magic and just a lot of wisdom. Maybe I would be a little bit older. Still, still, still mobile. Still spry. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think that would probably be my avatar. Just kind of wisdom, magic, helpful, uh, understands the game, doesn't get too violent, but can whip some trash if need be. You put people in their, put people in their yeah. place. Okay. Yeah. So I think I, I would probably choose the wizard. What about you, Keeks? I love that. I would be Spike Spiegel from, uh, oh my gosh, Cowboy Bebop. He's got okay. like the big hair and like the suit okay. and he's got like, you know, he's got like a cigarette in his mouth. Mine would, I probably wouldn't have that, but <laughs> everything else. <laughs> and he's just cool. He like fights cool. And he, ha- he I, I want also the ship because you know how they have like their individual like modes of transportation in Ready Player One. I yeah. keep the ship that Spike uses with his little crew, and you know you could be in the crew if you wanted. You could be one of the crewmates. You could be like the wizard in our little clan that we made. But yeah, Spike Spiegel, I think, is a cool looking character. I don't know if he's actually in Ready Player One. I would assume maybe some. I think I know his ship is in Ready Player One, but I don't know if there's an avatar of Spike Spiegel there. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Like Akira, Akira's car. Yeah, Akira oh, the bike. Oh. I what, now, love what, that what bike. vehicle would you choose? Oh, if I'm if oh gosh, if I'm if I'm race, probably probably Canadas. Yeah, the motorcycle from Akira. I'd, I'd, I'd probably go with the DeLorean time machine. 
That's oh, okay. Good. Yeah. I mean, they, he drives it in that movie. Yeah, one of the most iconic. Or you know what? Why not? I, I, let's get a little. Let's get a little spicy. I think Gandalf, me as a wizard, in the Jurassic Park Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sweet. <laughs> we just roll it out. That's so sweet. Does that yeah. make a cameo? The Jurassic Park Jeep? I don't know. I don't think I'm it sure, does. I'm sure there's some website of like. Well, I don't know, like Ready Player One Easter eggs yeah. that has I'm them taking, all compiled. I'm taking the Jurassic Park. We're going off-roading, four-wheel drive. Ooh, okay. You know what? I'm going to Google it. A Ready Player One, what would it be? Um, cameos or like Easter eggs? Easter yeah. egg count. Great, great radio for everyone. 138 Easter eggs and references. Sheesh. That's what, that's what makes that movie fun. There's yeah. so many Easter eggs. Yeah. And like you said, if you're into pop culture, if you 70s, 80s, um, I mean, I haven't read the book, but I heard the book is good. And yeah, I don't. Yeah, I liked I liked Ready Player One. I do. Uh, an, another thing, and it, it's just uh, like we said a little bit is it has the it's kind of gimmicky. So it's like, oh, you've got to sure. be into all this stuff, and that's. I'm gonna say this. Maybe we'll dive into it a little bit in a future takes. But I don't love based on a true story movies either. So I feel like that right there is a built-in gimmick just to make money. Yeah, which is yeah. fine. That you know, that's what every movie is for, anyways. But well, okay. sorry, sorry about those sports movies. So based on a lot of truth. <laughs> no, see, they do that well, though. It's like the yeah. other movies that you know throw it in. It's like, oh, yeah, did, okay, you didn't really capitalize on that. Anyways, um, um, there you go. Are we moving sour on? movie. Yeah, sour. Ready I think that's one? very, very to the T. Sour movie. Ready Player One. So I think overall, sure. it's like a B. It's like a yeah. B level movie. It's I think fun. C plus to B grade. I can see some people giving an F. Why not? You know, like what you like and dislike <laughs> like. what you dislike. Perfect. That I is our motto. Really okay. Is. Now, we we dislike what we dislike here. Oh, gosh. <laughs> this. Avatar, the last airbender. Oh, keeps, you know what I learned? Okay. You have the floor. To start off. So, written... Make sure to it makes sure to say this right there explicitly in the movie is written, directed, and produced by M. Night Shyamalan. And the fact that he included all of those things, nope, does not bode well for him with this movie. It is so bad. It is so bad. But here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. The movie is bad. It was already going to be bad just because it was set up to fail. But the movie is bad because it was just meddled with so much in pre-production. It makes you realize, okay, pre-production is so important that you get everything down. And creative decisions that you make are so important. For one, M. Night thought it would be better to all of the names in the TV show. For example, Aang in this is pronounced Ong, and Uncle Iroh is pronounced Iro. He did that because he wanted it to follow more of a... of an First red a- flag. Of what? First red flag. Oh, he wanted it to follow more of like the Asian descent for the for the, you know, like anime esque. It's like, no, just if it's if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yep. That is also TC's motto. That is. You love that one. (laughs) Yeah, you heard me say you hear me say that all the time. No, I I agree. Uh, Another another thing that. So this was the most um, the casting of this is so bad. Because it it ends up being white kids versus the Indian and Pakistani people. And it just seems, not to bring too much race into it, but when it's a movie like this based on an anime, just make them all Asian-esque or anime-esque. That's fine. But 
it was just a little bit too much for audiences, even though the movie made $380 million. Like, wow. it wasn't a bust. Still did wow. fine. What is, uh, what's your sweet movie morsel about uh, Zuko? Okay. So. I'm excited to, to hear this. To start off, they won the girl that plays Katara. The casting of her was influenced because her father is a billionaire and the CEO of an influential alternative investment management fund. This is from cinemablend.com. They wrote an article describing the pre-production process of this movie. Wow. And the person who is going to play Zuko, I am going to give you a hint, okay? So as you're sitting there, it's... I'll give you two guesses right now. You can just throw out any random name. Any name, TC. Um... Shoot. Michael Sarah. Nope. It <laughs> actually it's not that's not a bad guess. It's not a bad guess. Last one before I give you a, a clue. Um He's gotta be a younger actor, right? Um he was at the moment of the movie. At the moment, at the time. You ready? Do you want me I'm to just ready. tell you? Just tell I'm gonna say James Franco, but that's totally out of left nope. park. Here's your hint. Left field. Okay. Okay. No, is that Jesse yep. McCartney? Yes, Jesse McCartney. What? Jesse, Jesse McCartney was the name. Jesse McCartney was the person they had in mind to play Prince Zuko in the Last Airbender. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and almost might have been better. Yeah, they were going to have him be the part because he was going to be the only possibly recognizable name in the cast. It's true. There's no one that was recognized. They were going to build this tentpole franchise around Jesse McCartney. Does, wow. does that just blow your mind? Wow. I, I hope everyone's mind is as blown as mine. It was when I read that. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Was he in any? Was he in anything else? He's just a singer, right? He was a sing. He was in. Oh gosh, was he, he in was the in OC? a TV show. No, it wasn't the OC. It was oh, it was something else. I don't remember let me, what it's let me look called. It up. But anyways, I think the worst thing about this movie is the it, it doesn't follow the cartoon. The intro is like M Night Shyamalan's own written version of the cartoon intro, but it's like just keep it the same. Why would you not just keep it the freaking same? Um, the next thing that doesn't work is because there were so many green screens around it, the young actors just didn't know how to act against nothing. Yeah. And so that's a big hindrance of the movie is the acting of the young actors is just because at least in an animated version, you can get like adult people to voice younger characters and it doesn't sound so jarring and you don't have to see the inflections and the act, the physical acting of these people. It's just animated and drawn so it works but the kid acting in this it's not the movie is not funny it's not fun there's not an ounce of good in it it's at not, all it is not fluid and you know what my biggest beef here's my biggest beef okay avatar the last airbender the series just ended what in 2009 2008 mm, something oh, like that mate? i feel like it was earlier but yeah okay they made this movie like a year after i feel like so we're all riding that wave. Fact check me on the times here. Yeah, I'm doing that we're right now. We're all riding that wave. We all loved Avatar The Last Airbender. And then M. Night Shyamalan rips our heart, stomps on it, and kicks it to the side and kicks it to the Fire Nation. Wow. Terrible. 
You are let's, right. Let's 2008. I could have sworn that the series ended in like er, like earlier 2000s. 2008? And when did the movie come out? 2009? Yeah. Do you know why? It's because it was going to be called Avatar The Last Airbender. But do you want to know what happened? They what? took the name Avatar out because of James the Cameron's Avatar. movie that was coming out later that year. That, yep. This was called Last Airbender. Why? <laughs> They're not even similar things at all. Oh my gosh. I don't think I don't you know who I don't think gets enough flack for just just destroying these franchises is Nickelodeon Studios. The Last Airbender, the Ninja Turtle movies, even some oh. of these SpongeBob movies. Dora the Explorer. They're trying to make movies off of these properties that if it's done well, it'd be okay. Here's my thing with 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 anime, cartoon, live action, no. Just no. Don't do live action. It's Mm-mm. not necessary. I know we've talked about it so many times with Disney and just wringing out money for these live action. It's just, we don't need it. The, and not to mention, like, you don't ever see the Fire Lord's face until, like, the last season, the last book of The Last Airbender. You see him. None of the casting works. It's so bad. The The effects aren't horrible, but it takes six rock benders, earth benders, to lift up one little stone and throw it at a group of people. <laughs> the, fire, the Fire Nation can't, like, no one can just, like bend material that's around them they have to have fire oh the or their element are, by the them. effects are terrible i wouldn't say they're really that horrible it's probably the best part of the movie but it's still not anything great it's it, all of the action scenes are <laughs> i still bad. remember you and i watched this movie together do you remember that? i know we, we camped the out theater. for it <laughs> we did we did we, we all left Ameri- just being- american fork cinemark we left yeah. that theater and we were shook <laughs> and right then and there, we knew 10 years from now, we would be doing Sweet Film Talk, and we would be talking about... It all led us to this moment right here. This is PTSD right here. Oh, oh gosh. Good gosh. thing we don't ever have to relive it ever again. Um, Airbender. What, this is an F from me. This is absolute spoiled, because I remember we, we had a segment, geez, like one of our earliest takes about some of our most... Um, hyped up theater experience or something like that. And I mentioned <laughs> yeah. last Airbender. Do you remember that? That was yeah. like over a year ago because I was so excited. This is a movie that I was so excited to see. Like I love the last Airbender. I think that is a great series and it just goes to show that if you get your expectations up too high, boy, can you just be rocked? Oh. Oh. Expectations lead to disappointment. They, but you gotta have some. You gotta have, you gotta have expectations here. You though. do. You have to be looking forward We're to something. Summon. Yeah. But it is. I mean, go look at the. If you want, if any of you sweets want an idea of how bad this movie is, go watch the scene where the Earth Nation is trying to break away from the clutches of the Fire Nation at this camp. It's horrible. Horrible. Okay. <laughs> so if yeah, you had to choose any anything to bend, what would it be? Earth, does it fire? also come with? Okay. Uh, me and Becky any, were kind of talking element, about this. Any I think element. water would be kind of cool. Because you could do, could you like, well, no, because you couldn't really do ice with it. Or you, yeah, you could do ice. You can do ice. We're, we're, we're throwing that in there. Mm, no, you know what? No, I'd do, I'd probably do earth. Probably do earth. What about you? I'm leaning towards earth as well because, I mean, you can just build buildings. <laughs> True. <It's huge>. Big. <laughs> Or you can you can just lift the earth up and grab that thing from the high shelf. Yeah, true. I need that. Yeah, um, I think I'm gonna go Earth. 
Okay. I mean, you can just create like little domes and live in them. Oh, great. <laughs> <Turn> these, <laughs> you, can social, you can social distance yourself very easily. Oh, so just, easily. Just throw up a wall in front of them. Oh, that's um, great. I would say the least one that I would like the most is probably air. Yeah, I think like air could maybe be cool. Um, I don't know. Like you could fly, I guess, but like you could probably figure that out with with Earth as well and with the other ones. Yeah, I, I I'd say after Earth, I'd probably go water, and then fire. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably do reverse. So I'd go Earth, fire, water, air. Okay. Yeah, Love that's that. the best one. Yeah. Oh man, man, what a what a what a terrible watch. And M Night Shyamalan, man, he's got some good hits, but it just shows that directors, writers. <laughs> Boy, they can they can just flop. He is the king of hits and misses. Although, as bad as the air, last Airbender is, I don't consider it that much of a failure because at least it made money. Yeah. What I consider to be a cinematic failure is Cats in every sense of the word, every yes. single sense of the word. Like Cats is like a D minus minus. I give I give the last Airbender a D minus because I don't feel it's as horrible as Cats is. Yeah, but. At least Cats is kind of like a cult status. Last Airbender has nothing like that. So it's got nothing. It's D minus minus. Just, yeah, we got We just got to steer away from these cartoons and animes being live action. I swear, if they remake Naruto, don't do it. Mm, TV don't. Tokyo, resist. We're <laughs> we're we're don't we're on the front it. line of that picket fence. Yes, like just make just make the movies. Um, all Agreed. right. Well, I think it's time to let's let's get a little wrap up. It's for man keeks and i were always refreshing and i will say this it's kind of fun because we can see who voted for who it's kind of yes. like reading it's kind of like reading your your diaries it is it is <laughs> we we know who you guys voted for we know yeah. who's on our good and our bad list <laughs> <laughs> but no we we want to we want to thank everybody who took the time voted that's what made it fun like this is in y'all's hands for voting yes and um and like I said, we said it earlier, like what you like. There's a lot of movies. There was a lot of upsets. And Keeks and I were talking about this. There are a lot of other sports movies that have a little bit more of a serious tone. The Wrestler. The, yeah, The Wrestler. Um, the Natural, maybe. Mm-hmm. There's, and, there's, and they're good movies, but like these movies are a little bit more fun. There are some serious ones in there. But gosh, it's just movies that we just love at heart. Yes. And I think and, it is time now. Yeah, to bring oh yeah let's bring it in let's bring, bring in the, music. the music in bring it We're in back. welcome to our follow up selection Sunday show to announce the sweet 16 and recap the round of 64 and 32 baby it is your boy the sweet Keats and it's TC it is time it, what, a, what a good weekend we saw some upsets we saw yes. some mismatches that we didn't think would pull ahead but boy did they pull ahead we saw let's, some literal buzzer beaters yes so let's start in the round of 64 that took place on Thursday and Friday. And the first close call was Cinderella Man. <laughs> Airbud, they were going back and forth. I think, geez, I think the whole time of possession that Cinderella Man was up was maybe for one minute. And Airbud took the lead for a majority of the time. Yes. But in the end, at the buzzer, coming off of a curl cut. Coming at the elbow, Cinderella Man pulls up, nails the jump shot, winning by one vote over Airbud. I couldn't. I was seriously. I would, dude. I don't know if you were like me, but I was watching these matchups just like refreshing, like every hour. Oh yeah, yeah. And even going to Radio versus the Mighty Ducks. Was that in the round of sixty four? 
that was in the round of 64. That was a good matchup. Did Mighty Ducks, Mighty Ducks won by three votes against Radio. That's right. Yeah, that was another one where I was like, gosh, radio, I think it might pull ahead. I think it could take the win. And it was winning for a good amount of time. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I'm glad the Mighty Ducks won because I have Mighty Ducks, I think, in my Sweet 16. I'll have to look. And then the eight versus nine seed. I love these eight versus nine seeds. Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. We have Invincible versus 42 going back and forth, neck and neck. Coach calls a timeout, designs a great play, 42. With the buzzer three pointer, it was tied up. We ain't going to OT. Forty two wins by three votes. Bam, three votes. Cardiac Kenya, cardiac forty two, putting them above. <laughs> it's and the next round we had Ollie going up against White Men Can't Jump, and White Men Can't Jump had this game for the most of the time. Yep, the yep. underdog looked like they were going to take it, but they passed it in. Danny Ainge court to court, game winning bucket to put Ollie above, winning by two points. Sheesh. And Absolutely then, amazing. And then my personal, I think this is my favorite matchup for yes. the round of 64. This was the seven seed, the longest yard going up against the 10 seed, the heavily favorited. She's the man. And this is, like I said, this is back and forth too, but mm-hmm. she's the man took a one point lead late, longest yard, turnover. They have to foul. And lo and behold, she's the man. Wins by four votes. Sunk Over em. the longest yard. Good matchup. That was a good little upset. I did call that one on my bracket. Yeah. Yeah. I called so, that. I thought that one would work. That was a round of 64. Now, on to the round of 32. Keeks, this is the biggest upset of the bracket. I want you to do this one. You got to okay. do this one. Okay. This is, this is, this is a nail biter. Angels in the outfield wiping the floor. Over who did it be in the round of sixty four? Oh gosh, we got to pull up the graphic right now. I got to pull I it for, up. I forgot they just they they destroyed angels was, in oh, the outfield. It was Chari- beat million dollar baby. Yes, but round of sixty four, it beat chariots of fire, wiped the floor. Yes, and then and then on to round of thirty two, million dollar baby. This is going back and forth. I I thought million dollar baby was going to take this. Hillary Swank, she's hot. I did too, but. She's ain't hot enough for Angels in the Outfield. And they win by one. One Just vote. Just cute. Only cute. Now, this one was an app. This, this next matchup between this, Miracle and the blind side. Bl- the blind side. I thought the blind side was going to go out in the first round against the Karate Kid. Whoever didn't vote for the. I, you're on our list. We know who didn't vote for Karate Kid. The blind side pulled it off. And literally, this one was probably the closest because down to the very last minute. These two were tied, Miracle and the blind side. I was going to lose my mind. You guys were messaging us saying you were going to revolt if Miracle lost, but they pulled ahead one by two in the last minute, a last minute foul from the other side, accidental (laughs) foul. I don't know how this basketball commenting works. Miracle sinks them both, wins by two. Let's go. Oh, Uh, gosh. I was, talk to Becky, I was a mess. <laughs> during this one, I know, I know you were. You were texting me. Oh. Uh, I I've been rewatching Miracle, and I haven't seen it since 2004. Like mm-hmm. I was 12 years old. It's been that long. This movie is a great, great movie. Kurt Russell kills it as Herb Brooks. I will say the only flaw really with Miracle is the acting from the other hockey players. Not, okay. not too good, but I love the suspense and I love just again, again. 
just right after their game in Norway. Ooh. Okay, I'm glad Miracle won because it's going to go up against Friday Night Lights in Sweet 16. But we have Hoosiers and Caddyshack, which was a great matchup. Hoosiers. Okay, can I get this one? I want to grab this one. Yep. Okay, yep. so Hoosiers and Caddyshack. As I was going through, Caddyshack was up by four or five points as I was re- making the graphic, getting it ready for the Sweet 16. So I crossed Hoosiers off, and I put Caddyshack in the Sweet 16. After the matchups were over, I went to double-check. Hoosiers had seven or eight straight points to push it above Caddyshack and move it into the Sweet 16. I couldn't believe it. I had to redo the graphic and put Hoosiers in over Caddyshack. What a great, what a great tough play by the Hoosier boys. Neck and neck. Yes, it was. Thank goodness. Now, we have one of my personal favorite matchups. Yeah. And that is the Dark Knight. Oh, it's like the dark. <laughs> ah, now I get it. Now we have two it. Christian Bell movies back to back. We have the fighter versus yes. Ford versus Ferrari. And this was neck and neck for most of the time. Like the fighter was up by two votes. The Ford versus Ferrari was up by one vote. And in the end with some buzzer beaters and some just, just honestly some dumb mistake on the fighters. And like they stepped out of bounds foolish they called yeah. a timeout when they didn't even have any more timeouts shout out chris Backcourt weber violation yikes ford versus mm. ferrari takes the lead wins by four votes and that is your round of 64 round of 32 close calls and it was a blast and keeks and i we are so we are ready we are hyped we for, are how is your how is your bracket looking oh geez my bracket is looking let's see mine is a mess up. let me pull it up real quick mine is an absolute I have it somewhere. mess I did have, let's see, so I had dodgeball, but I had it going up against Major League and not Fever Pitch. Um, Million Dollar Baby, I had Chariots of Fire beating Angels in the outfield. I have Chariots of Fire in the Elite Eight. Wow. Okay, so I have, uh, wow, I really put Mighty Ducks over Raging Bull, which happened. Um, Yeah. I had Brink in the Sweet 16. That's a shame. I, I thought Brink. I thought Brink. I thought Brink was going to do better than it did, but unfortunately not. Um, that is no, a shame. in my Sweet 16, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Wow. 10, 11, 12, 13. I have 13 correct out of the 16. Okay. One. Not bad. To who's Miracle going up against? Friday Night Lights. Okay, okay. That'd, that'd One, be a good two, matchup. three. I thought Brink was going to wipe four, the floor. Five, six, seven, eight, um, nine, ten. It looks like not bad. Yeah. So, oh so, no, nine, nine. Because okay. I had um the fighter beating out um <laughs> the fighter beating out Blades of Glory. Shows Ooh. how much I trusted in your boys, Ford versus Ferrari. All right, so let's start in the tearjerker region. This is your matchups for the tearjerker region. We have mm-hmm. Rocky versus Glory Road. That's a good one. That is a great one. Honestly, I can go either or. I, I think Rocky, Rocky's just started the ripple effect for all these sports movies. Yes. And f- I didn't know this. Kennedy told me this. How did I not know this? Sil- Sylvester Stallone wrote this movie. Oh, he won an Oscar for it. Yeah. And it won Best Picture. Yes. 
I had no it's, idea. And he like wrote it because like he was struggling financially at the time. And then look at all this. I, I, had, I had I had no idea. Like I just thought like he was the star. And hello, it said right there on IMDb. And I love Rocky. I've seen this movie like three times. I watched so. it. For pro- I haven't seen it in a long time. I watched it this past week. And you know what I would compare it to? What's that? Fast and the Furious franchise. Yeah. Because yeah. this movie starts off with just him like as a lowly guy. Yep. Trying to make in the good fight. And at one point, he's going up against the Soviet Union <laughs> to fight in like a worldwide <laughs> exhibition match. It yeah. just keeps getting crazier and crazier. Maybe not to the extent of Fast and the Furious, but I thought that was a good comparison. I like um, it. I, I, I can see the vision. I, I think Rocky yeah. versus Glory Road is going to be, I think that's going to be neck and neck. I, I honestly, I think I might be leaning towards Rocky now because I love Glory Road, but overall, Rocky is a much. Yeah, better film Rocky's and it started great it is it's just monumental um and then we also have angels in the outfield versus the mighty ducks i can't i, can, I, I think movies. the mighty ducks takes this one mighty ducks I, I don't know angels in the outfields but get a lot of love you think mighty I, ducks goes i i don't know why so many people like angels in the outfield i even i feel like that movie hasn't been mentioned in a long time but the yeah. mighty ducks has stayed pretty relevant yeah that one's I think pretty mighty, that one's a hard one I think the Mighty Ducks goes. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. do you want to do the underdog region? Yeah. For- so th- those are your two matchups for Tearjerker. And then for the underdog region, we got Miracle going up. Number one Miracle going up against number four Friday Night Lights. Who and do you think then- takes it? Who do you think wins? I think Miracle wins. Miracle wins, he- yeah. The blind side was their toughest matchup. I think they, ooh, that Elite Eight going up against either Warrior or Happy Gilmore is going to be a test. Dude, that matchup, I think, is going to be neck and neck. Yeah, I hope I hope Warrior pulls out of it. I think Happy Gilmore is a fun watch, but overall, Warrior's better. I'm I'm going to tell Gilmore you right now, is a guilty pleasure. Happy Gilmore is in my final four. Wow, I think I think Happy Gilmore kills it. It it's going to be close, but I think they beat the winner between Miracle and Friday Night Lights. Okay, okay. I that's hope Warrior just, takes it. That's my that's my favorite. Yeah. That's, that was my winner. Okay, and then, for you, and I then, hope so. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, and that ain't ain't first your last bracket. These are another another good matchups. The Sandlot versus Creed. Sandlot takes this one. I, I think Sandlot think takes close. it, but I think there's going to be a lot of people that vote Creed. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. But I think I, Sandlot. I think Sandlot wins by five to ten votes. I have underestimated the popularity of a lot of these movies. Now, this movie is Space Jam versus Hoosiers. I think Space Jam just wipes the floor. Not even. Oh, Hoosiers barely beat Caddyshack. There's no way they're beating Space Jam. Yeah, Space Jam. I think Space Jam and Sandlot, I think that is going to be poised for the best Elite Eight matchup. That's, yep. And we called it in the last pod. We said that whoever comes out of between that Elite Eight and Sandlot and Space Jam wins the whole thing. It's my opinion. I, I spe- Space Sham and Sandlot, that's going to be tugging at a lot of heartstrings. Yes, it is. Mind over matter, baby. Got to mm-hmm. pull through. Now, in the inspirational region, we've got Remember the Titans going up against Ford versus Ferrari. I, I, again, I don't think this is close. I think Remember the Titans got a, has got a lot of nostalgia behind it and pushes it through handily over Ford mm-hmm. versus Ferrari. What I, do you think? I, I actually struggled with this matchup on my bracket. Because really? I love, I love Remember the Titans, but I really, 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 really liked Ford versus Ferrari. 
Okay. And I know there's there's this cult following of people that dislike Ford versus Ferrari, which is fine. Dislike what you want to dislike. Yep. But in the end, I put Remember the Titans over. It's just, yeah, nostalgia, baby. Mm-hmm. Just, I think just and- the, the left side, strong side. I mean, that scene is amazing. And Sunshine. Oh, on the soundtrack. I know you want to leave me. Um, uh, oh, fun little sweet movie morsel about Remember the Titans, by the way. Oh, okay. Real quick. When they throw the brick through the window, originally, yeah. I think it was just toilet paper. Oh. It was toilet paper being thrown in the window, but okay. uh, the producers felt it would be better to throw a brick. So there you go. Love that. <laughs> All right, bring us bring us down to the last matchup of the Sweet 16. Okay, and then inspirational, we have Moneyball as a three seed going up against Rudy, the two seed. She's the man got knocked off. Ah, uh, that bummed me out, man. Uh, I think this is a good matchup, and both based on, uh, not both, um, I, I, I think Money Rudy ball. takes it. I think Rudy, Rudy takes it. Okay. Yep. Uh, Moneyball has had a pretty easy round to this Sweet 16. This might be their first hard test. I like it, though. I like that you have Rudy going for it. It's going to be real tight, that one. Yeah. So, why don't you run down for everyone what the plan is for this upcoming week of the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight? Ooh. Okay. So, Sweet 16, we are going to have, we're going to release it Wednesday, right? Yeah, we can do it Wednesday. Wednesday or Thursday. We'll probably do it Wednesday. Sweet 16 matchup will be going on on Wednesday, and then that will be finalized. Then Thursday, we'll have Elite Eight, and then. We will probably do our final four. Mm, we're we're gonna maybe we'll do at least to the lead eight, elite eight for sure. And mm-hmm. then next Sunday will be our IMDb two fifty. Then the following week we will have yeah we'll the following week we'll have our final four and the championship game. And then we will review for the following Sunday for take seventy eight. We will review the two matchups for the national championship game. Yes, so. That is in the works for these next couple, coming weeks. Thank goodness that all these theater, you know, it's been kind of a blessing in disguise that the theater are closed because now we get to visit some of these movies we wouldn't normally talk about that have been out for a while that maybe a lot of you guys have had interest in watching. So I know that's how it's been for us, especially watching Interstellar, Ready Player One, The Last Airbender. It's been fun and give them a little reviews. Give them some, give them a little bit of love, you know, give, give them the, give them the love that they need. They, they need and deserve. So I agree. Anyways, that was the sweet film talk March movie madness recap. It was an absolute blast. We're so excited. We're excited. For hundreds of votes, might I add. I, so I'm sweet. not exaggerating. Hundreds of votes for each round. Yes. So Sweet 16 will be Wednesday, and then Elite 8 will be Thursday. And then we will touch briefly on it, on who's in the Final Four, and then we'll do the Final Four. Final Four in the championship game the following week. Yes, we will. So Yes. So that's, that is it for Take 76. Keeks, anything it else? It is. No, um, rounding out, like you said, for Take 77, we got IMDb 250, numbers 230 to 221, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Go to, do you have that, do you want to pull, go through that list real quick? Go through that. I, I think I can actually pull it up really, really quick. Yeah, I've watched it. some of them. Oh, man. They, they, we're, we're starting to get into some heaters now. Like for So we're going to start with 230 is Ace in the Hole. Then It Happened One Night, Lahine, Monsters, Inc., Rocky, The Handmaiden, Rebecca, Spotlight, Hotel Rwanda, and Amores Perros, which is an Alejandro G. Inurito movie. 
I think one of his first. So that's really interesting. Cool to this will give us cool opportunities to visit directors who are well known now and see some of their first movies they've made. Really excited. Yeah. Um, I've watched a few of them. The Handmaiden is oh, that's good luck on that one. It is quite the watch. Quite the watch. Spotlight. How Spotlight? Spotlight was great. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited to watch Spotlight. Yeah, really liked Spotlight. Um, so I'm about halfway done. Just got to pump them out this week. Anything else from you, dude? Uh, Just from me is stay sweet, stay safe, stay inside, um, take precautions, enjoy movies. And, geez, if you haven't seen some of the sports movies that we have on the the bracket, fill the void with no sports and watch them. And Keeks, as always, love you. Stay sweet. 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 Sweet.